our headquarters in Oslo, Norway. Welcome to the Mnemonic Security Podcast. Today I have the honor of speaking with somebody that has worn many hats in her career. From everything from a security consultant to a security analyst to a CISO, and now currently a PhD candidate working in the research and development department in Mnemonic. Siri Bromander, welcome to the podcast. So Siri, how did you get into this little security world of ours? Well, yes, I am a uh, child of mnemonic. I grew <laughs> up here. Uh, after finishing my master's, I started out as a consultant. I've been a head of security, CSI. I've been an analyst. And then for the last few years, I've been working with threat intelligence and incident response. Cool. At the same time, I'm working at a or pursuing a PhD at the University of Oslo, which have put me into the R&D department of mnemonic. Nice. We're very lucky to have people like you. All right. <laughs> so what does the uh, R&D department work with these days? Uh, well, in general, we're working with different tools and capabilities revolving around the managed security services that, or the monitoring ser- services that we are delivering. Uh, but over the last four years or so, we've been coordinating our own research project, uh, which is funded partly by us and partly by the uh, Research Council of Norway. Uh, and the project is called Semi-Automated Cyber Threat Intelligence mm-hmm. with the abbreviation ACT, which nice. is very much easier. Get their act together. <laughs> yeah. So, and that is, um, yeah, well, that's the largest project that the R&D department is working mm. on at the moment. So what is your uh, role in this project? Well, I do work on that a little bit. And then uh, I have my own little project called Threat Ontologies for Security Analytics <laughs> that has also got an abbreviation, TOXA, which is easier as well. Uh, and that is holding hands with the ACT project. So um, that project is a so-called uh, industrial PhD project, mm. uh, also supported by the Research Council of Norway. And that's a great way of um, enabling industry experience and academic institutions to come together and exchange knowledge. And yeah, so more or less kudos to the Research Council of Norway mm. for giving us this opportunity. Mm. We get a little clap in here. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned this ACT project. Tell yep. us more about that. Well, um, the ACT platform is a product of the ACT plat- uh, project. And the ACT project is a collaboration between Mnemonic, the University of Oslo, the Norwegian University of Technology and Science, the Nordic Financial Cert, Telenor, which is a large telco in Norway, um, the Norwegian National Security Authority, and the CERT Organization for the Energy Sector in Norway. I think that's all. <laughs> the big party. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, I think all those partners more or less had the same challenges as um, we did. And as a whole, um, the whole project is then representing critical infrastructure, uh, telcos, as I said, mm, energy, financial institutions, as well as uh, well, the academic partners that we have to have. Cool. And the platform, you said there was a project in the platform. Yeah. So um, the platform was uh, we made called ACT. Uh, was made to ease the work of the threat intelligence analysts, but also to support the work of a SOC analyst. So, uh, as I said, ACT is the abbreviation for Semi-Automated Cyber Threat Intelligence. Mm. And it was created to make better use of the threat intelligence that we had. 
as a whole. The platform enables collection, storing, analyzing, enriching, and sharing through intelligence. And it aims at um, automating as much as possible, uh, what is possible to automate, and then semi-automate what you can't um, fully automate. Mm. And that means that the analyst will have to be in the loop, and we don't believe it's possible to take the analyst out. Uh, but taking away the repetitive tasks and, yeah, well, the tasks that doesn't really require the analyst to, to mm. use their skills or they, their mind much. <laughs> Um, and that would, you know, enable them to do more enrichment and analysis. Um, Make their life easier, basically. Yeah. So what was the motivation behind the, the platform? Um, more often than not, does um, analysts do repetitive tasks, often in more than one system. And they have their own way of structuring and storing um, their findings. I do think there's loads of analysts out there that will be familiar with Excel spreadsheets. Um, and we wanted to make one system to do all this and also make the platform introduce something extra, new ways of analyzing and enriching the data, for example. So mm. we believed that we could get more knowledge out of the CTI or uh, the so-called CTI that we had. What is a CTI? Um, well... Cyber threat intelligence uh -huh. is by most defined as knowledge about threats that can be used to inform the decisions of how to respond to those same threats. But uh, we can all agree or most agree that knowledge is something that resides within um, the human brain or at least uh, requires some more than information. So data can be transformed into information and information can be uh, transformed uh, by adding context and preparing it for an end user and you can have knowledge and, and that's really what intelligence is. Mm. A lot of the threat intel feeds that are ex uh, existing around, they are mainly just data or sometimes information. And we need all that data and information, but uh, and we need the facts and we need the evidence, but it's not really intelligence until you add uh, context and prepare it for an end user, create mm. knowledge. As mm. whether the platform is open sourced. Yes. Why? Why? Um, there are several reasons for that, but uh, first of all, I think um, we want to give back to the community. That's the main source of inf uh, motivation. Um, a lot of the people in research and development are people who are active in the security community and want to collaborate and want to work together and want to contribute uh, on the good side. <laughs> and threat intelligence is highly dependent on sharing and on collaboration. You can't really be good at threat intelligence alone. You need to collaborate with others and part of collaborate is using the same tools. Mm. And if we open source our tool, then it's good for us that people use the same tool. Mm. And it makes it easier to share, but it also makes it easier to uh, compare results and discuss the findings that you, you make and the, the analysis you're doing. Mm. But yeah, um, other reasons for open sourcing. Um, as always with open source, you would like it to be a community where several parties contribute. 
and uh, we are, as everyone else, uh, longing for pull requests on GitHub. Uh, if we have, um, if the people have the opportunity to change and configure the system to their own needs and their own environments without much restrictions and not pay for it, <laughs> uh, then we believe that the decision for using it is lowered um, mm. or easier to make. But there are different um, open source licenses, and I won't go into the details of it, but we have chosen an open source uh, license which does not pu put much restrictions on, on the users. Mm. So you can, um, you can use our code a lot. Mm. So since it's, a, since it's a platform, are there other known technologies used within it, uh, which obviously come together to make the platform? Or did, did, we, did you and all the partners make everything brand new yourselves? Uh, we, uh, we've tried to stick with known technologies, um, and we have used known technologies. But the choice of open source has influenced the choices uh, that we have made on different technologies. So it's not like we are using technology which is putting restrictions on the platform. Hmm. Uh, that's the only... Yeah. So I know that there are a lot of threat intelligence platforms out there. Um, what is so special? What makes ACT so special compared to them? <laughs> well, uh, there is the whole uh, open source part. That's a good reason. Free. Free, a free lunch. Free. Yes, 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 yes. But it wouldn't really be um, a good reason if the platform was crap, right? Mm. <laughs> um, so there are other reasons as well. And I, I don't want to go through all the different uh, platforms trying to pinpoint where we are better. But I do think that a user needs to evaluate what purpose of their chosen platform is and what suits their needs mm. the most. Um, and I, I find that many platforms are made with different motivations. Uh, some are focusing on collection of vast amounts of data. Some are focusing on the graphical user interface. Some are emphasizing sharing capabilities or sharing a lot past. Mm. Um, and our main focus has been and will always be analysis and enrichment. Okay. Um, so gain more than we had uh, before because of the platform. Mm. Uh, and in order to do that, we have created a quite strict data model mm -hmm. uh, using or based on ontologies and graph representation. Um, well, which is knowledge representation. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the main strength of our platform. It gives us the opportunity to put some of our knowledge about threat intelligence into the platform itself uh, through describing how the data is and is not connected to each other. Mm. So the word ontology just flew right over my head, but I understood that the data model is important. Yes, it is. Strict. Yes. <laughs> well, Explain. <laughs> in, um, so it's strict in the way it describes um, thoroughly how uh, data points are connected to each other and how they're not. Uh, but mm. in addition, our data model uh, does not allow for deleting anything. Uh, and if something is put in, you can't delete, but you can retract okay. uh, by adding a new piece of information saying, um, this is not true. So I now know that what I did know was not true. And in this way, we enable an, anal um, an analyst to uh, travel in time, knowing what information was available at a given point mm. of time, uh, which is very useful, for example, 
when you're evaluating why a decision was made. Mm. So what did we know at that time? And also, for example, for tracking a threat actor's behavior and capabilities over time. Interesting. The last part, which is important with the, the strict data model, is that because when you hear strict, you think it may restrict you from doing a lot, mm. which is kind of true. So um, uh, if you're very strict as to what information can be related to what and what can't be related to what, you will very fast find out what information is missing. So if you want to add information about, for example, a threat actor uh, using a specific tool in the ACT platform, uh, I will also have to add information about the incident, an event, a sample of that tool uh, attributed to that threat actor. Mm. And because we often do not have that information, we allow for what we call placeholder objects. Okay. So that provides a very good visualization of what information is missing and also what information that source would have have to have in order to make the statement they did. So you cannot claim to know what this threat actor ha- that this threat actor has used this tool if you haven't really seen the incident or the samples. And so it shows you what information you're missing then. Yeah. Okay. But you but using placeholders makes it possible to add the information in mm. the platform. Mm but without really knowing which incident or which event or which sample, but you know they exist. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So who should be using this type of platform and and the functionality that's associated with the platform? Uh, Well, the main goal was to create a platform to use by threat intelligence analysts or threat hunters or whatever name you want to use for it um, in different scenarios. Um, for collecting, storing, enrichment, analysis, and sharing. So uh, they would obviously use it. Mm. Um, but we also find that the platform gives value to SOC operators and uh, incident responders. So everyone in need of giving context and background to the data they're looking at should consider using a platform like ACT mm. to help understand the, well, more or less the threats they are facing. Mm. You mentioned SOC operators. Um, what's the, how, how does it help them? Well, intended use for a security operations center would be for enrichment in the day-to-day operation. So whenever you work on an incident or alert at your organization uh, or or, um, in your operations center, you would be able to enrich that with all the uh, related threat intelligence to that piece of information that you have. Uh, This means that you would be able to know more when you make a decision on how to respond to that threat. For example, what has been reported on an IP address before, which known incidents are linked to that IP before, what threat actors those incidents have been attributed to. And from there, you may find like several uh, Mm. indicators to work on to investigate further. Mm. So what is our, how has our experience with it uh, been so far internally in the mnemonic sock? It's been very useful. Um, We're able to see things we wouldn't have been able to see if not using the app platform, which is bravo, good. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have been able to create new knowledge about threats and incidents that we haven't seen before. And the threshold for using it is not very low, but it's natural because it kind of changes the way you're working. Excuse me. Um, Or an analyst, how they're working. But we seem to see a pattern of, of analysts going from, yeah, 
maybe to wow this really helped me in my day-to-day work mm. and it's given me insights that I wouldn't be able to to have if I didn't use it so uh, we just see things that's not possible to see in spreadsheets. <laughs> Finally, we get rid of Excel. Yeah. Great. So I'm interested. I'm, I'm all in. Where do I go to, uh, to check it out? Uh, well, there are two options. One requires a little more motivation than the other. First, uh, GitHub. Mm-hmm. All the code is available and the documentation for how to set up your own instance is there. Um, the ACT platform is very much dependent on the data that you put in. Like Bring your own uh, data, huh? Yeah, like every other system, right? Mm. Um, but we give you an option of bootstrapping it with some initial data, which makes it more fun to play with straight away. All right. Um, and secondly, you can, if you can't be bothered <laughs> to put up your own instance straight away, um, then there is an openly available instance of the platform available online. It is mm-hmm. read-only. Um, but we have populated it with the same data that we suggest you bootstrap it if, if you pull up yourself. Mm. Mm, that is data openly available from openly available sources like Maestro Attack, Rose Total, Shadow Surveys, and uh, quite a lot of TLP white passive DNS data that we've collected since like uh, 2013, I think. Okay. Um, and in addition, we have added some MISP galaxies, some sticks vocabularies, and quite a lot extracted from openly available threat reports and blogs and feeds and stuff. Mm. Things in English prose sources uh, using our Skio system. And, uh, the the Skio system, that I understood was uh, really cool at least. It was like something that understands language. Yes. Well, Explain it's, that. Um, it's a natural language processing engine created by one of my colleagues. All right. And it's also available on GitHub, the mm-hmm. same uh, under mnemonic um and it really was uh, a case of us needing uh data to test the platform mm-hmm. and uh the result was a really good nlp engine mm. um so now we're using it for carving out relevant information from from new text mm. so i have really cool colleagues <laughs> so, so do i so do i so what is the uh if you look into your little crystal ball for the act platform what uh what is in the future well, it's not completely uh, f- um, finished yet at all. Uh, there is work continuously and we develop new features all the time. Mm. Um, the project itself, the research proce- project, ends sometimes in the first quarter of next year. Okay. But the work with the platform will still be continued within Mnemonic. So some may be transferred to our de- uh, development department and some new functionality will be developed uh, in our fur- further research activities, I hope. In in addition, we we hype and we think that our choice of keeping the platform open source will make others wanting to contribute and develop further. Further, as I said before, we love pull requests on GitHub. So please send those to podcast at monk.no. <laughs> yeah, well, or through GitHub. <laughs> now, what other research projects are in the future then? Uh, since this is stopping. Um, yes, we have recently sure. joined a Horizon 2020 project. That's a EU project um, coordinated by TNI, which is a Dutch research organization. Yeah, I've heard about that. Which is, um, yeah, they're giving us the possibility to use ACT as input to that project and further develop it to enhance our work on tactical uh, threat intelligence. That means, in this case, the techniques in particular. Mm. Um, and in that project, we're working with a collection of other European uh, corporations like uh, Shadow Server, F-Secure, and the 
Austrian Institute of Technology. It's a long list. We're just starting the, this uh, project this fall. So, and so far, so good. Yeah. So we're going to have another uh, more stuff to talk about next time around the podcast. Then. Yes, hopefully. Awesome. Yes. So um, hopefully people listen to this and get inspired and, you know, have some questions for you or want to talk to you. How, how can they get in touch with you? Well, um, pop us an email as always. Mm. Um, and we do from time to time uh, have workshops uh, upon request and some are organized and but yeah get in touch with us uh, on email through github or I guess through you or podcast <laughs> yes. at monic.no and we'll see how we can facilitate we'd love to get in touch with people who's, who are interested great well thank you very much for being here with us today thank and you for, uh, we uh, wish you the best of come. luck moving forward thank you well, that's all for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Mnemonic Security Podcast. If you have any ideas or concepts that you would like us to discuss, please feel free to send a mail to podcast at mnemonic.nl.